Ron Van Dam. He doesn't need this gig. He's got all that money coming from that deposed Nigerian prince. Should be here any day now and then. He's kissing you suckers goodbye. You're listening to The Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's The Ron Van Dam Show. Okay, whatever. Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing... Welcome to the program. It is indeed the Ron Van Dam Show. It's hump day. What the hell does that mean? This is a day that we honor camels. Not the kind you smoke. The kind that you ride when you go to an animal park. You know, human beings are the opposite of camels. Camels can go days and days and weeks without drinking any water. Human beings, they have to carry around canisters and spring water because they got to drink continually. That's a big difference. Like the sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Well, here we are. For a change, why don't you do the show? I'll just sit here in a chair and listen to you. Actually, I don't want to do that. But I think it's only fair that you do the show. So go on, talk about something for half an hour. Oh, what, you can't do it? You seem to do it when you're, like, in public, walking down the street and talking to your friends. You never shut up. Now, for some reason, you can't do it? Well, the shoe's on the other foot. What does that mean? Did you ever put the wrong shoe on the foot? Or the right shoe on the wrong foot? Same thing. Same difference. (laughs) I don't think I've ever put the wrong shoe. I put the wrong slipper on the wrong foot. Or the right foot on the wrong slipper. Ah, never mind. I thought when they invented Velcro, it would be the end of zippers and buttons, but and shoelaces, but uh, no, uh, Velcro kind of went nowhere, and the other stuff just stuck around. That doesn't make sense, does it? give credit where credit is due. Uh, The opening music uh, created uh, and uh, played (laughs) by Jason Shaw, who also does our closing theme and a lot of the incidental music in the background, incidentally. Jason Shaw, give it up for Jason. Thank you, Jason. 
John Shanahan, he's the announcer on the program, does many of the comedy bits on the show. He's a genius, man. He's a comedy genius. I don't say it out loud. He's a comedy genius. I'm going to say it quietly. He's a comedy genius. I'm going to say it even louder. He's a comedy genius. Uh, and then there's, um, oh, Nicole Reed. She books many of the national interviews that we do. She's the uh, British voice that you hear at the beginning of the program. She's not actually British. Is That's the odd part of it. So that's it. And then there's me. I just show up uh, uh, for the sandwiches, pretty much. That's all. What's today? Turkey and cheese? Is it turkey and cheese? Alex, is it turkey and cheese? It is. Okay, Alex says it is. I don't know who Alex is. Anyway, um, except for he's the guy that tells me when it's turkey and cheese day. This is hump day, by the way. I hate that phrase. It's so stupid. I, I it's it's the middle of the week, so you're getting over the hump. But what do most people think about when you say hump day? Yeah, yeah, grabbing somebody that you love or don't love and humping them. I mean, let's be honest about it. That's the immediate connection. Oh, what you don't make that connection when I say hump day? All right, then I'm the odd one. Okay. God, get off my back. Or get on my back. How about that? It's not so bad, actually, to have somebody on your back. Unless they're really overweight, then it's not good. Uh, I was, um, I have a borderline diabetes. I don't have diabetes. I don't not have it. I'm on the border. <laughs> My numbers are just fine. I don't take any medication. But my doctor says, oh, my doctor just says so many things. My doctor says, don't eat red meat, uh, exercise all the time, and be careful about your intake of sugar. And to my, my response to her is, who do you think you are? You're not my mother. She's a female, by the way. You're not my mother. Don't tell me what to do. Uh but she does anyway, and I pay her accordingly. So I'm supposed to be careful about my intake of sugar. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, before you go deliberate, we should all be careful about the intake of our sugar, whether you have borderline uh, whatever you have. Everybody should live as if they possibly could have a disease. I think that's, that's the motivating factor in our lives. Go out and have a good time, but don't overdo it. Because you could all get a disease. Uh, okay, thanks. I guess that knocked the fear of God into me there. Don't eat a lot of uh, fried foods. Why? It could kill you. All right, fine. But have a good time. What do you do if you live in uh, New Orleans and you're told to cut down on your sodium and your fried foods? You'd have to move. You'd just have to move. Anyway, um... Yeah, so I try to avoid sugar. So I've gotten into this uh, sugar-free stuff because, according to my doctor, that makes a lot of sense. Don't eat a lot of sugar? Okay, here's something that's sugar-free. Okay. What does it take to make it sugar-free? Chemicals that can kill you. I, I, I don't understand then. What am I supposed to do? So um, I, when I get a you know, beverage or something, I get it, um, you know, the Diet Coke. You know what I'm saying? The Diet Coke. <laughs> you eat these like 5,000 calorie dinners. And what do you want to drink? I have a Diet Coke. 
You you make no sense. You just make no sense. No, you say if I have the Diet Coke, then it eliminates all the fatty foods that I'm eating right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. So anyway, so, uh, so I go for that. So there's been sugar-free. There's been no sugar. And now the labeling is zero sugar. Well, is this sugar-free? Does it have no sh- Hey, zero, sh- I mean, zero sugar. There is not a sugar in sight here. There is zero. If there could be a minus zero sugar, we would do that, but you can't because if there's no sugar, there's no sugar. I'm not saying no sugar. I'm saying zero. For you mathematicians who like to put things in numbers, it's zero. I mean, it is like nothing. It is dead sugar to you. So now I'm excited about the zero uh, because that is like, all right, now you're putting it into terms of like, there just, there is, doesn't exist. It just, there is, no sugar means, eh, no, there's no sugar. Uh, Sugar free, yeah, we're free from sugar. Zero, no, there zero, I'm talking zero sugar. One of the few words that begins with a Z, I'm not kidding around. So uh, I like chocolates. I like chocolates, but uh, now they're making sugar-free, no sugar, zero, zero sugar. Z- no, it's like it's not even point zero zero zero. It's just zeros, which is the opposite of pi. Pi is like three point one four 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 something like that. Um, that's another uh, mathematical eating thing. Um, but pie is also something that is full of sugar, so that doesn't make sense. This is I'm talking. I'm talking zero, zero sugar. <laughs> there was sugar, but we freed it. No, this stuff it never had sugar. It's just zero sugar. All right, I think I'm milking this, aren't I? Anyway, so um, Hershey's now makes a zero sugar little chocolate bar, and it's delightful. It's got zero sugar in it. What it does have in it, I have no idea. Some person in a lab somewhere is creating this chocolate that has no sugar in it. If the if the chocolate actually had no sugar in it whatsoever of any sort, nothing to make it sweet, it would not taste the way that it tastes. There's something. There's a sweetener going on, and there's some guy in a lab uh, coming wearing a lab coat with little chocolate stains on it. Um, coming up with stuff that makes things sweet. They're chemical compounds that don't exist in real life. I guess there's a stevia plant somewhere. I don't know where this is. I've never seen a stevia plant. I have no stevia plants in my house, although I should get some, but I don't know how to do them. I've never seen any stevia seeds. But somewhere... In some Himalayan um, country, there's a, there's a stevia plant, I guess, and uh, and I guess that's natural, no sugar. I don't. It's a natural sweetener. Uh, we should just double check that out, please. Yeah, you know, be careful with this uh, this no sugar stuff because that's chemicals. It's the same people that brought you coronavirus there, uh, the COVID thing. Um, that yeah, did I say Corona? 
That's a beer, isn't it? Um, well, it was a coronavirus. Oh, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused between the beer and the viruses. I get, I get confused sometimes between beer and viruses. When my doctor says to me, Ron, you better take these antibiotics. You have a beer. What did, what did you say? I mean a corona. I mean a, 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 I don't know what you have. I, I just don't know what you have. Just pay the bill and be quiet. I have a copay, by the way. I don't pay for anything. I have a copay which gives me the privilege of not paying for it. Well, you don't have to pay your medical expenses? No, I don't. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the copay? That's paying for the fact that I don't pay for the medical expenses. You see, medical can't be free. You have to pay in order for it to be free. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay, sure. Who came up with that? Marjorie Taylor Greene? Anyway, did you hear about this Marjorie Taylor Greene? She's like represents some godforsaken state in this country. She she comes up with these conspiracy theories that are just like so outlandish that even if you follow conspiracy theories, this woman is is even whacked out for them. God, she says 9/11 was a setup. <laughs> it's going to piss a lot of people off if you say that. We never landed on the moon. Okay, great now. The Earth is flat. Oh, Jesus! That's gonna stop my my cruising plans. I was supposed to go to uh, the Bahamas. Now I'm probably just gonna fall off the end of the Earth. So that's not gonna be good. And I have to change my my reservation. Um, and of course, the uh, you know the uh, Biden didn't win the election. The other guy did. Um, and made plans to win, even if he didn't. I mean, it's just, uh, come on, get these people somewhere where they can wear a, a, one of those jackets to tie in the back. God, man, I'm telling you. I have an interesting guest coming up a little bit later in the program, which is quickly approaching at this point. Uh, I, I have a dog. I love my dog. You have a dog. You probably love your dog, too. Um, today we're going to talk to, uh, some, uh, some veterinarians. One of them, Dr. Dana Varble has been with us many times. And we're going to talk about, uh, how the lives of pets are actually, uh, medically increasing like really nicely here. Uh, some good news for a change. We're going to speak to her and a fellow veterinarian in just a few minutes as well. Uh, I was making uh, some plans with a friend, and I use that term loosely. There's a lot of air quotes going on when I say that word friend, that you can't just say that word and have it just hang out there as a undefined uh, intensity. Um, friend could be anything from somebody that you would drive to the airport. By the way, that's not going to happen. Or friend could mean uh, a friend on Facebook who you don't even know uh, because you've never been to Nigeria before. So a friend's a very, very loose term these days. It means absolutely nothing. It's just somebody that you've heard of before, but that doesn't even hold true anymore. So I was speaking to a friend on the phone, which is the best place to talk to them. Face-to-face, not so good. On the phone, yeah, I got somewhere I got to go. I got to run, I got to go. Okay, bye. That's a friend. That's good. I like that. That's a good relationship. Anyway, I'm speaking to the friend and uh, made plans 
Uh, this, yesterday was a Tuesday, by the way. I'm No, I'm confused, too, because of the Monday holiday. Yesterday was Tuesday, the day before hump day. We went through that before. So we're making plans uh, to see each other, uh, not this Thursday, which would be like tomorrow, but uh, the Thursday after that. But here's the confusing part. Um, so we, we just before we hung up, I said, okay, I'll see you next Thursday. Well, this was on Tuesday. The next Thursday is two days later, but that's not what was meant. Literally, the next Thursday that you encounter would be in two days. Because I had the conversation on Tuesday. But that's not what, that would be this Thursday. Next Thursday would be a week from this coming Thursday. That's the next Thursday after this Thursday. But that's not the way. You could say, I'll see you this Thursday. That's the proper way of doing it. Um, Or next Thursday would be the Thursday after that. However, the next Thursday that comes up after the Tuesday that we're talking about yesterday, the next Thursday comes up is two days later, technically. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So you have to clarify. Okay, I'll see you Thursday, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. That's right, I'll see you next Thursday. Well, the next Thursday is in two days. What are you talking about? Is it this Thursday is the next Thursday? Okay, now you're fucking me up. But let's be literal about it. Which Thursday are we? Name the date. Say the date. It's easier that way. Don't do this Thursday, next Thursday. I don't know what that means anymore. It's convoluted. By the way, can you spell convoluted? I don't think so. Some people can. I've met some people that can spell convoluted, but most people can't. Why? Because it's convoluted. you, You can't do it. All right, uh, let's talk about pets. Uh, And the reason we do this is because uh, these days more people have pets than kind of ever before. So we love our pets, sometimes more than the humans. I'll raise my hand. Raise your hand if you love pets kind of more than you do humans. Look at all of you raising your hands because you're being honest with me. Oh, I love humans here and there. I love pets here and there, but love pets a little bit more because they can't do for themselves. You have to take care of them. Pets can't flush the toilet after they go to the bathroom. Pets don't even go on the toilet. Did you? Yeah. I saw a commercial once for training your cat to sit on the toilet. I don't understand how that works. I guess there's a gadget you have to put over the toilet seat. Can I just tell you something? I don't want my cat going in my toilet. I don't think that's sanitary. I don't want to park my ass where my cat just was. But some people like that because they don't need a litter box. I think that's a little pathetic. If that's the case, you shouldn't have a cat. Cats are wonderful. Don't get me wrong. They are actually sacred in in certain uh, religions and certain places on the globe. Cats are sacred things. But my God, I mean, it's great that they go in the litter box, but then you have to deal with the litter box. And I swear, I swear, if you are a person who has a cat that has to clean out the litter box, you will never eat Tootsie Rolls again. You know it's true. Don't argue with me. My guest joins us momentarily, but first uh, we're going to take a commercial break, if you don't mind right now. 
Hi, this is Bob Robinson from Bob's Handy Around the House. I'm a local handyman. I've been in business for the last 50 years on my own doing light repair work in our area. Whatever you need done, carpentry, painting, floors, tiling, yard work, I can do it all for you. I'll come to your home and do the work for a very reasonable fee. Naked. I should probably mention that I will be naked while I do this work. Buck naked, not a stitch on me, waving in the wind, in my birthday suit, showing what God gave me, naked as a jaybird. I'll be naked the whole time I show up naked, I do the work naked, you pay me while I'm naked. Bob's Andy around the house, Bob Robinson, you can look me up on Facebook, where I am naked. Hey, uh, Chris O'Neill is here. He's Chief Executive Officer of the North American Veterinary Community. And Dr. Dana Varble is a frequent guest on the show. She's Chief Veterinary Officer at uh, NAVC. And also two of their friends are here as well. Uh, Gene, who do you have with you? Uh, today I have my, uh, my grand puppy, Rusty. Grand puppy. Uh, Two-year-old two uh, Labradoodle. Uh-huh. Wow! Yeah, he's uh, he's laying right here next to me, very calm. I like that's what we like the calm, but we, they got to play too. Athena is here too. I understand. Is that right? Yes, I have one of our office dogs here, uh, Athena, yellow lab. Wow. Okay. Well, I have I have my uh, dog here with me as well. She's being very quiet, and yeah, uh, yeah, my my Bichon Shih Tzu mix. Anyway. Um, we all love our, our pets, our animals, and of course, there are probably more of them since the uh, as pets since the uh, that COVID thing. Uh, so almost everybody has a pet of some sort, and uh, we're, we're talking about some good news as far as uh, the health of pets are concerned. Is that true? Yeah, we know that the current life expectancy for most dogs is almost twice as long as it was forty years ago. We know that advancements in veterinary medicine are allowing to treat them mm-hmm. for more diseases more safely than ever before, actually. Yeah, that, um, you know, every once in a while on this show, we, we talk about uh, pet health insurance. And as, mm-hmm. uh, interestingly enough, as there are more advances medically for our pets, that kind of makes more of a, of a, uh, a positivity idea there to uh, to get the insurance, whereas before maybe you know that's just a part of life. Now you can actually do a lot with this uh, with these advances. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do encourage pet owners to look into pet insurance. Mm. It really separates you. You know, when our pets are ill, we often get. I mean, we're very emotionally attached to them. So when they're ill, it's very distressing. If you have pet insurance, it kind of separates the money part mm. from your emotional reaction there you go. when your pets are sick. Yeah. And it can kind of relieve that burden and make it things a lot easier, not only on you, but on me as your veterinarian as well. Yeah, I've, I can imagine. Um, Jean, uh, we said that the life expectancy has doubled over the past uh, 40 years, which is not that long ago, really, to be honest with you. Um, what is the life expectancy now? So for uh, for Rusty here laying next to me, mm-hmm. um, life expectancy for for him will be about twelve years. Uh-huh. Uh, if we if we look back to the early eighties, uh, prior to our conference here, 
Uh, it would have been much shorter, but uh, as, as Dr. Dana said, because of the advances that have taken place in medicine, uh, things like early cancer detection and treatments for non-invasive uh, heart surgeries and things like that, it really has enhanced the, uh, the, the health and well-being of, of pets and have enabled them to extend their lives a little longer. Yeah, I mean, it's, actually, pets can be healthier than people because people don't go, don't even have annual checkups sometimes. But pets, right. you kind of have to. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, here's a problem that I'm running into is is the lack of uh, veterinarians. As we have increased the pet population, uh, I think now there's a need uh, to to actually have them properly tended to and uh i don't know is that a rising field or do you see that as being a problem as well well yeah you know we know that veterinarians are still growing at about the same you know the field the profession is still growing at about the same rate it always has been but what's fascinating of course is our interest in pets and the way we care for our pets much more quickly so pets are living longer that's a lot more years you're going to spend at your veterinarian but also the way we treat our pets has changed you know, pets used to be companions or maybe hung out in the backyard. But today they're family members, and we really treat them like that. So the expectation and what we've desired from the veterinary field has changed. So with that, we are trying to look at ways to better take care of our pets and our pet owners. And that can be anywhere from more veterinarians to just how we utilize our veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses mm. to make sure that you and your pets get the care that they need. That's very true. I mean, I've always said uh, nobody gets sick sick over the weekends. That could be a problem. Don't get sick during the holidays. Don't get sick on Saturday. No, no don't, yeah. don't, don't. You, <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's. I mean, that's like a real concern. I've, I've, I've had uh, you know concerns about my my dog, and it was like a, a Sunday, and it was like, oh no, not on a weekend. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe I should be a veterinarian. I love, I love pets. <laughs> You're and, welcome to join us. Uh, we'll send you some applications for vet school. Okay, give me an example of of, of a, tech, a medical technology which has just uh, all of a sudden made a huge difference here in in the health of our pets. Well, you know, I think one of the things that we looked at was we've seen a lot more non-invasive ways to detect. Things like skin cancer or non-invasive surgeries. So just like in human medicines, we we want to speed recovery time, get answers faster, and make sure we can make faster medical decisions because we know that the sooner in a disease process that we can make those decisions, the better success we're going to have. Absolutely. What, what's, what's on the horizon? It seems like the both of you are pretty up on, on this. Uh, what's on the horizon? Oh, well, we have so many new technologies, but we're really excited because a lot of new medications are going to be introduced into animal health this year, and a lot of them are specifically designed for dogs and cats. We don't have to rely on human medications or even human medical instruments anymore. We're really seeing the industry respond by designing medications and even microsurgery tools for things like breast cancer and hedgehogs so you know we've got some really neat things coming up this year and i think it's only going to go up from there it's it's amazing when i was a child i I never thought about cancer uh i did uh, you know for humans at a point but now with with pets and dogs i mean that's that that 
seems to be a very big concern. Yeah, I don't know the current statistics, but mm. I do know that a lot of dogs will be diagnosed with cancer. Not mm. all cancers are bad, mm-hmm. um, but it's always good for us as veterinarians. We have so many more ways good. to treat cancer, and those treatments are really improving as well. We're not looking at uh, chemotherapy that's almost as bad as it is good anymore. We have some really good medications right. out there with really low side effects. But like anything else, catch it early and your chances yeah. are, are good. Absolutely. No question about it. All right. Uh, anything else that I should know? Um, uh, let's see. There's a lot of stuff going on here. But uh, one of the things <laughs> that we were really proud to uh, have hosted during our, our time here mm-hmm. was uh, we had uh, some middle-aged school children here uh, and exposing them to what it's like to be a veterinarian. Good. You know, when we're trying to, as, as Dana said, the Grow the grow the, the the size of the the pie for veterinarians, Absolutely. and if you get them early, and uh, get them excited and interested about it, then they can plan their careers appropriately. And they were excited to be here and see what a day in the life of a veterinarian really entails, from everything from gowning and gloving through uh, through uh, treatment on, on on model dogs, on surgeries, and intubations and things like that. And they were really, really excited about it. So this is one thing we can do to at least advocate for the profession and, and get them interested early in it. In it. So that was pretty cool. Really exciting to see. That That's something that we all want. We all want uh, more people getting into the field so that uh, we can all be taken care of properly, both for humans and for exactly. animals. Thank you so much for your time today. Is there a place we can visit to get more information? Sure. Uh, you can have your listeners visit us at NAVC.com and see what else we do. We have a, lo- a large portfolio of products that explain everything about veterinarians and their, and, and, their, and their treatment of your pets and communication with the pet owners. Perfect. Dr. Dana, Dr. Gene, thank you so much for your time today. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for being here. You've been wonderful as usual. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. I know. How do I do it? I don't know. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. Peace.